0: This episode of 1v1, the creator interview series, is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support this show and the Boss Rush Media family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better.
1: So you mentioned Mario and the RKC, and definitely Tekken, uh, which is funny because Tekken 8 is coming out this year. and I'm sorry, everybody, I feel like Tekken 8 is going to be better than Street Fighter 6. Now, I haven't played the demo for Street Fighter 6 yet. But I was, um, uh, I've, I've been watching the trailers that's been coming out and the sound, paying attention to how hard headed you get, like when they hit everybody. i like, you're breaking backs in this. Like <laughs> sound effects, they are hitting hard. And plus, take six, take eight,
2: looks it's gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's one thing. Um, that's literally the two games that I am um, I'm focused on. Like I'm going to be playing Street Fighter Six and Tekken Eight. I've been like, because people people ask me what I want, what I'm going to play, and I, I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. do something that is, you know. I can feel like I can grow in and and, and and get good at, and you know I know I know people out there are gonna you know bust my behind when I do go online and start playing, but I, I feel like the customization of uh, Street Fighter Six, like the demo's going crazy because it's like people are enjoying the game that much, um, mm-hmm. even like all the aspects of like the surrounding like uh, like one of the cool things on t- uh, Street Fighter Six that I saw someone talk about, and I was like oh yeah that's dope when I saw the video it's like when you start fighting um w- one you can fight people in the crowd which is like you can fight random people while you're walking around and then two when you fight those people the crowd starts to form and it's like oh we're looking at a real fight in the street so I, I just think like little things like that is dope um so yeah like i'm I'm gonna be a part of the FGC heavy uh when both of those games drop I'm gonna be on it
1: who do you who did you think between Street Fighter Six and Tekken Eight, who do you think is going to have the more appeal? Do you think Street Fighter Six is going to do it, or Tekken Eight is going to do it? Uh, and the and the reason I ask is because Tekken Eight is running on Unreal Engine Five, and this doesn't mm-hmm. look as technical as the uh earlier games. In mm-hmm. you know.
2: I mean, just off that, honestly, I feel like I'm more, I'm personally more excited for Street Fighter just off of the new, you know, things that they put into the game. You know, it's mm-hmm. always, it's always easy to, you know, up the graphics, or so it's not easy, but you know, anyone can up a, the graphics of a game and and make the gameplay this or that. But it's like I love seeing, uh, uh, you know, the developers make something new that is traditionally been one way they're adding new modes to it making it making it exciting you know a lot of things that we uh you hear gamers talk about it all the time um oh they, they didn't update the game or this is the same you know this is the same type of game you know last year's was or, or you know so on and so on it's like so when they do something new and make it you know exciting again it's like i kind of I, i'm kind of ready for street fighter 6 you know just off of the customization alone, yeah. not that Tekken doesn't have customization. Tekken does, but I'm talking like I can make my own character, like uh-huh. my own personal character. Like that's that's what I love. I if I can create a character in the game, that game at gets like I don't know it a uh, boost in points on my enjoyment level if I can create my own person.
1: So let's talk about custom uh, creator, uh, custom creation. Mm-hmm. How big are you for it, you know, when it comes to creating a character in the game? Because definitely for me, I, I, now when I play games, I always try to make them look like me. But, you know, I yeah. give them a bald head. I make sure like their eyes are not because my eyes are dark. I usually give my characters now yellow eyes in their game. Okay. So I, okay. I try to I try to look that way, but like back in the early two thousands, when me and my friends was playing SmackDown in everything, uh-huh. uh, we would we would try to make our characters the most goofiest looking characters, but make them like powerful
2: in everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, man. First of all, I have been making my own characters since Madden ninety five. You know, oh, like wow. seriously, like no, like. Seriously, I've been creating characters forever in whatever game that can do it, especially the sports games. So, like to your point, a lot of times when I would make my characters, if I can customize it, especially skin color, I, all the things I do, a lot of times I make them look like me, different versions of myself. You know, um, yes. especially um, especially on the sports games where, like 2K, for instance, if you're going to create <sighs> a character on there, like you can really customize that's like a a really good avatar that they've made on 2k with a lot of customization options so it's like things like that is fun and i think that adds another layer to gaming as a whole because it gives people like a if i can be in the game that's the next best thing to put my own personal touch into the game and play with my character and represent myself and my style and 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 really uh it's an indication of what you would do if you were actually in that game. Like if I was in this game, this is how I would look. Like I, so you know, you get that, you get that. So I think it's fun when it, uh when when games make it so they have a you know a really good customization.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's I I know. Uh, like Saints Row the Third, um, is probably one of my biggest customization because it's just like. How do I make this character not only look like me or I have an idea of me, but also have the style with me with the clothes and everything, you know? Like and it and you it can be goofy in that game. Yes, you can. And it's it's so weird that uh games nowadays, like when it does the customer uh customization. A lot of us really don't spend time for it. You know, spend time mm. on it. Like we want to get into the game. And do right, you think right. do you think that in order to have the right character that you're satisfied with, you need about an hour to do
2: it, to create that character? Yo, the it, it depends on like, okay, so that's a trick question because are we talking this aesthetics or are we talking about, you know, you get to play with some stats or you, you know, you know, you, like, you, you know, you're playing because with it, that. if you, if but. you, if you got to do the whole shebang, I don't know, an hour that's a little quick. That's a little quick. I, I'm, I'm for, for, for instance, 2k alone, I would spend, man, I don't know how much time just trying to make the most, powerful person depending on body type and width Mm -hmm. and height and weight uh so it's like i that's playing the game to me like would you agree like like that's yes still hours on the game that like i might not we might not be i don't know playing the main game but the customization is an enjoyable part of the game so i i really i know i'll spend time you know, making new characters, customizing. So I I love that aspect. But I'm a builder. I, I like building. Uh, I like building things or characters or w- whatever way, as long as I can try to like. Oh. Um, if I can find something to grow, yes, I I I love it. So when I if I can do that with a character on a game, it's the same thing because we all know you have to level up to get certain abilities and things like that. All that's customization, you know so yes. i i i love it um we not we haven't even touched on grand theft auto like the the extreme customization <laughs> of grand theft auto the realism that goes behind it too yeah so it's like people that's why that's why we have role playing right like that's customization. Exactly, yeah <laughs> uh,
1: you said you like build the days and roller the tycoon yeah. custom line. and me and Corey, we have this we have this love for the series But we disagree on roller coaster tycoon three because I love three, but I don't love it for the campaign stuff. I love it because I could build my own roller coasters. And that's all I want. I don't want no money attached to what I build. I want to just make my roller coaster and show it off. And Corey is just like, No, if I get into the game, I want to build a park. And you know, I don't care what the money is. Exactly. And so we're on a, and that, that's a game that we, one of our loves yet disagreeable games is that we love Roller Tycoon 3, but we mm. disagree on parts of it because he loves the can, campaign and not the yeah. uh, playground and vice yeah. versa for me.
2: It's funny because I, so I'm, I, I, I I'm aware of Roller Tycoon, but I I've never played it myself. I've never played it myself and I play, I play, uh, in not to make myself sound older than what I am, but, uh, it had to be on like windows 95. This is in the mm-hmm. back of my church at the time. They had Sim uh, SimCity on like windows 95. Yeah. So me as a kid, I'm sitting there and I I, I made, I got myself hooked on it once I started learning how to actually make the city and actually, you know, connect everything to make it come alive. And, yeah. like, I accidentally learned how to make it so the people, you know, once I put the building in the house and, and they gave it electricity and they gave it water and now people are moving around. Like, I think, honestly, that was one of my earliest forms of, like, a building, you know, type of game that I got hooked on. And then I I, I said this and um, when I, last time I was on Boss, Boss Rush, uh, one of my favorite games to this day is on my computer right now, and I randomly pull it up is um, uh, Warcraft Three, literally yes. Warcraft Three. So I, I get the night elves, and it's it's if you think about it, it's another customization. It's, it's more building for me, but it's like obviously it's a it's speed building. Like what? Mm-hmm. All right, I need to, I need to you know, get my base. I need to get my, you know, my my army together. And then I need to go search and I need to protect. And I love that because it's building and 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 managing and and, and real time decisions. I love that type of stuff. And and ironically that's how my life is now in real life. So <laughs> so uh yeah yeah I man I, I really I really truly enjoy those types of games. Um the last one that I picked up randomly uh was jurassic world yeah I, I don't know if it's called jurassic world i'm sorry people who made the game uh but it's a it's a jurassic park game and it's you know you're building the park and mm-hmm. and setting it like I, I i popped that in and i was like oh yeah this is this is fun i went back to warcraft but i was like that was fun <laughs> you know I, I love all those types of games so yeah yeah i've, I've <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no it amazes me talking about building and crafting characters because like shout out to LaRon from Crossroads and Boss Rush he is I, I always call him the Gunner hunter because he to me is the professor and professional of monster hunter and he'll grind right. till he gets what he needs to get his character looking good and I see his characters and I'm just like what in the world? I'm like, how do I get to that? And realize right. that you have to put in the work in order to get it. And I think for me, it's just like, but I don't want to put in the work. I I, I want <laughs> get, get me the requirements. And I think that's why, you know, when I even play uh Horizon and everything, I'm just like, why do I have to craft this stuff to get this armor? And that means I gotta keep going here. I gotta go here. And they don't and I I think it's to me, it's just like I would do it if you made it easier. In, in right. But if you realize when you're crafting and you're playing simulate building simulators and that, that it's not easy. Cause, like you mentioned, in real life, something could always go wrong. You could always be ready and be prepared, and something would never go right. Yet.
0: If you want to be a Patreon producer,
2: head on over to Patreon, Patreon.com slash Boss Media and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger
0: Austin Campbell Celeste Roberts Christian S. Sana Dirig Francisco Santilan and Rebecca Jewell.
2: Thank you for your continued support. You know. 100%. And, and you... You brought up a good point uh or, or made me think of this my uh best friend we were on we, when red dead came out red dead redemption
1: yeah
2: uh another custom you know game that you can customize um we were playing and he's like a i don't know he's like a task oriented person so he was going and basically, just making money from going and hunting and selling the the you know the the skins and the meat and like he like he would he, eh, he would sit there and do that for I don't know how long. And <laughs> I am not the type of person that I can just sit there and do. I, I want to go and you know I want to get it popping. I want to I want to start shooting. I want to start doing missions. Something I need to do something. But he will sit there and go back and forth selling and and like you're like, it's a real job. And then I get mad when he has all the money, all the, all the, uh, uh, the items. And now he has all these extra things. So now when it's time to actually go and, you know, do the fun stuff that I want to do now, he's having more fun because he did, he's putting in the work to get all the materials to get better at (laughs) this and that. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess I see, you know, I gotta remember that at the end of the work, it's actually, uh, it's actually uh, a funner time. But I'm like you. I, I g- just give it to me. Just give me the guns. Just give me. this give me. Can I just have it? I don't want to. You do that. I don't want to do right. it. I don't want to. I don't want to grind for it. Just give it to me. <laughs> and,
1: and I think I can understand. Like uh, my mom, she's a big Animal Crossing player. She had okay. Animal Crossing for Wii, and I came home from work and I. You know, just popped in, see what she was playing. And, you know, she was checking her bank account. Chris, when I tell you that my mom had three billion bills,
2: (laughs) like, you said three billion, you said billion with a B? Billion with a B. Wow. I was just like, what's she doing? Beating up Tom Nook? She she, she was just like, she hustled that. She
1: hustled that fruit like it was no tomorrow. Cause she was just wow. like she she would get the fruit. She found they found out on how to plant and stuff. And then when she got other fruit from different towns and stuff, she would plant them. She had a whole garden with them, Just like, oh, That's I'm just cool. making she had her whole house paid off. No about I think uh, within a week. Wow! And you had to do three pay. You had to do three payments to have like your whole house paid off. She had that done, and I'm like, you, you are, you're a, a gamer. beast. <laughs> Is
2: that yeah, cute? yeah, yeah. No, that's that's hilarious, man. I played. Uh, I got Animal Crossing because uh, I don't know if you remember during the pandemic. You know, wees or uh, uh, they, they were switch. like, yo, switch. I'm sorry, switch uh, switches were um like not in store. Like no one could find them. Maybe people are trying to even mm-hmm. get like the smaller ones, but I already had a, an Like I have a full switch with the deck and everything. So I'm like, um, I started seeing all the stuff with, uh, animal crossing. So I go and get it. I go and get it. i never, and I never played any type of like animal crossing ever. So I'm, this is my first, like, uh, you know, chill kind of this live your life game, man. Yes. I, I, I love that thing. I wish I, like, I still have it, but, um, uh, You know, I wish that, like, I'm not even popping in because I'm thinking about how funny it was. It was just, like, a nice, relaxing game, worried about the elements, worried, you know, don't get stung by bees and and pay off the bees. Like, it's like, that type of stuff is cool, and that's another customization. Like, so she had a house, but, like, you can customize everything in there. So I'm sure, like, you know, she had a dope design, you know, that she spent time on. So, you know, if you think about it, there are a lot of games and genres that incorporate customization it's a huge part but i think that if people really really just gave free you know free will to everybody and, and let them you know go at it i think the games would be even better
1: uh yes which leads us to uh the black gamerly and the reason why it's just like you are the founder of the black emily and i kind of want to give you uh this time or in the space to talk about it and you know let people know what it's all about so um chris how did you find the black
2: gator league so um really i'm a a professor as well and um my 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 computer's randomly doing a epic update i hope this doesn't mess anything up sorry you're all good Are we good? You still yeah, hear me? Yeah, good. Yep. All right. All right. So, okay. Uh, I'll start over. So um, it all starts with me, you know, being a professor. So I've been a professor um, of sport management for going on my seventh year, completing my seventh year this year. And thank you. Thank you. So I was teaching about esports. I, I you know, once I figured out that people um, were really making a living, not just from playing the games, but actually being in the industry, I was Trying to expose my students to that knowledge. Because all my students are, you know, they're gamers inside me. They, you know, but they don't know or they didn't know um, prior to me teaching about esports in class that they could make a career out of it or that the skills that they were getting in college could translate to something that could be in the gaming, you know, industry. So once I figured that out, I made Force Management Group because. I basically knew that if my students didn't know this information about how to leverage esports or leverage gaming for, you know, a career, that people in the industry, I wonder how much they know or how much they are doing for themselves to, you know, make their brands and, and, and grow into the into the gaming in, the, in gaming space. So Force Management Group was made basically as that content creator management agency. So I had a number of creators and as i'm working with creators and teaching about esports at my college i'm seeing a whole bunch of uh i'm being exposed to black content creators black gamers i'm seeing that there is a lot of us out there but one we're not all talking we don't we don't really know each other we don't so like i'm thinking about support i'm thinking about you know uh a foundation for you know black people playing i'm I mean, I'm not seeing the representation I'm not seeing the representation in the industry you know as a whole I'm thinking like I'm a black gamer. It's I know other black gamers that are my friends like I know I play with games of people in school, but like how many of us are out there and how many of us are doing things in the industry it so I was interested, so I was just like I'm going to make a Facebook group um and I thought of a name. You know, I'm good with names. I thought of a name, and I was just like Black Gamer League, like based off of the Justice League. That I don't think I've ever said that on on, on an interview. Honestly, <laughs> that's where it, that's where it came from. So a lot of people had the you know um, the thought that Black Gamer League meant there was a specifically a league for black people to compete in, which we're doing that now. But that's what we evolved to. But at the time it was this no, this is like real black gamer group. That doesn't sound as good as Black Gamer League. So so uh, I made it as a networking community and kind of like a, a chill spot to try to connect more black people that game see what we like to do and just you know have fun together. Um, after I would say I started that in 2018 like Gamer League. That's when I started the group. After a while, I moved back to Twitter for professional reasons, and then I noticed that the reach on Twitter to find like-minded people was extremely um, uh, far, you know, compared to what i could just do on facebook facebook was a little difficult but you could easily find people talking about your topic or similar interests on twitter so i made a black Mm -hmm. gamer league group or uh black gamer league twitter page and that's when we really started like becoming who we are and, and and getting involved with the gaming space so um the you know i was following up all black people, all black gamers, you know, <laughs> you know. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, uh, I wasn't trying to get followers, but I wanted to be into the space. So I followed a, a huge number of, of, of black gamers and started seeing what we were all about and what we do and the different topics in the space. And it got, you know, it became, it became uh, serious in a way quick because I saw how important it was for representation and and, and for um, developing and, and helping other people in the space. So as we grew on Twitter, we grew through connections. We met people. I started speaking more on, um, you know, representation in gaming, um, being that, you know, being our own table, um, as far as, um, you know, Black, African-American, um, you know, people of color. I think that it's been, like I said, it's been a, a, a good journey um, of developing who we are. We went from just being a Facebook group with friends and, and, you know, other people to now being able to speak, you know, internationally, being able to pair my work with my, uh, you know, my academic studies and my academic, you know, presentations and really making this ecosystem of, you know, being at the, you know, trying to be up at the forefront of, you know, helping and, and, and finding our way in the industry and helping our people continue to thrive and to celebrate our people as well. Um, so, you know, now we are partnering with people, partnering with organizations, partnering with, uh, schools to, uh, teach about the, you know, esports industry, teach about the options. Um, so, it's, you know, I'm basically pairing everything up in my life. It's all kind of one big circle of gaming and, and education in different forms. So I just want to uh, be one of those people and, and make our organization one of those organizations that can keep having impacts um, in the industry far and beyond um, where we are now. So, yeah.
1: I can I can admit that when it comes to black gamers, it's we have came a long way to this point, mm-hmm. and and the reason I say that is not not even for the representation in gangs, but when it came to black gamers, we were kind of in a sense stereotyped as sports gamers because of us playing football and basketball, you know, 100%. and there would sometimes be baseball or soccer or something, but our primary we were a stereotype as football and basketball and i i feel like now with the black gamer league that um it expands us in a way and definitely with esports becoming a thing um we I I, I I can still tell you um now that i'm still in the dark about esports and it's not because i didn't go and look out for it to get the information or anything it's just like nobody was covering it. Nobody was talking about it. And if you did find about it, it was on ESPN. Well, you're doing it on a Saturday where nobody's probably at home to to mm-hmm. watch, you know, like it, it took it to evil to actually see me this, you know, for me to learn a little bit about esports and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know people were doing PC with like Call of Duty and um uh, battlefield and all of those in the Multiplayer shooters But like for us as black gamers At the time we weren't into that Or anything we were more ready to See some college football Or something or be at our school uh, Sports thing to watch Something on TV Where they're playing video games in a sense. I
2: think it's I think it's just one of those things that it, You know it is what it is It's a cultural you know it's, it's, it's about the, our culture, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, our culture is, um, you know, we're not saying, when, when we say things like this, we're not saying that all Black people did the same thing or, or that you didn't do something. We know there are people in the gaming space. We know that, you know, there are Black people that were, you know, ahead of their times and in, in representation and, you know, what they've done for the gaming industry themselves. I know there's history behind that. So it's not that we haven't been there but culturally and traditionally, we weren't just able to necessarily sit and play games, especially on systems, uh, not systems, but um, setups, you know, PC yes. setups. You know, we, we that's not a traditional thing. That's something that's caught more steam in the last 20 years, I'd say. So I think that now we are in a place where... We still love our sports games. I love my sports games, right We still love our sports games. we still we still love the kind of I guess you know at this point the stereotype games like they're good games, but that doesn't mean that because we love those games that you can you know only claim that we um, that we're not gamers or that or that or that you know that we don't play anything else. We can play all the genres. All yeah. of them, and, and and it doesn't, and it doesn't even matter. It even if I did play sports games, and that was all I did, it doesn't matter. I'm a gamer. Period. Like, yes. period. So I think that it's just, uh, I think it's our cultural, you know, thing that has affected. Oh, what type of games we can play? Oh, you, we don't do that, or or the, these aren't the things we're used to, or the you know the environments we're used to being in. Esports, esports has been around, but I think one of the biggest things, like you said, is this exposure. People know about esports when they're in the esports scene. But as far as Mm -hmm. what esports is trying to do as an industry is trying to gain the actual real traction that traditional sports do. So it's not this necessarily running off of funding in, you know, or inconsistent funding, I'll say that. That's why we're experiencing another bubble with esports where you're seeing mass layoffs from these different organizations because there's no real money coming in because what esports is built off of right now, the model that is built off is not sustainable. So it's all about now people and organizations figuring out how to actually create sustainable models for esports and to find a way that it can you know, better you Know going back to our people, there's a thousand different ways that we can try to figure out the better the esports situation and also our own situations in the gaming industry by um creating opportunities. So,
1: yeah, yeah. it's it's because I could say this, um, and I know I might get some uh flack for it. Um, when it comes to the game awards and they do like the esports nominees and teams and stuff. People don't vote on that because of like we don't know who these folks are <laughs> or sure. anything. You know, and I think with if esports is I feel like if esports is gonna come be bigger, I think they're gonna have to jump out the genre of just being first person shooters or Fortnite or Call of Duty. Like I Nintendo, I love you as a company, but I want you to team up with some people and let them do Mario Kart tournaments. You know, let uh, let them do Splatoon stuff. Like I'm for that. Let them let them be a uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, tears of the Kingdom run, and see who mm. could build the most craziest monsters, who could like get through some stuff. And and some people might say, well, that's game starts quickly, and that's fine. But like I would love to see the creativity from different teams of them all working together. And making something like big and everything, and just be out, the, be out of the genre of just first person shooters or anything that's uh online only. Like I want to see Nintendo actually get into esports and expand it and allow us to watch it or let it allow us to participate. I'm fine to be like, hey, if you want to join the stream, five dollars. I'll pay five dollars so I can watch this exclusive stream. And see the craziness that fuss would get, so I could laugh, so I could be hyped, you know. And mm-hmm. then, th- not only would that encourage people to go get the game, I'll wear, I'll go get some shirt, some merch, and to be like, oh, Black Gamer League is in the Splatoon team? Oh, yeah, I'm
2: on it. And I would do that, you know. And a go ahead. No, I, I'm just going to say you, you brought up a, a an amazing idea because at the same time, esports. If it's going to mirror traditional sports, you have to know that there are levels to the sports, right? Mm-hmm. Now, traditional sports: basketball, football, soccer, baseball, right? Those are sports, but there are a thousand other sports, right? That are that are sports, but they're different, right? You got you or you go into these are semi-traditional. You still, like, you have golf, you got swimming, you got track and field, you got wrestling, Mm -hmm. you got boxing, and then you go, you got cricket, you got water polo. Like, you, those are all sports. And those are all broadcast to their people that want to see those sports. There are people that know all about those sports, know all about the industry, knows all about the players. You are literally saying, if esports is going to really thrive as an industry, expand the amount of sports that you're offering because there's other people that want to see these sports. If I, if I'm, if I'm want if Nintendo gets their life together and makes it a competitive <laughs> right. scene, a real one, a backed one, who, who's not going to, who's not going to want to see that? That's another sport. So I might not be the Call of Duty, you know, the footballer, or, or, you know, uh, the Fortnite. I might not be the big, big titles that are seen as esports, but that doesn't mean another title can't be as relevant as those esports and still be classified as esports. So, right. I
1: mean, like... I like it. I
2: like, like
1: it. Man, like... Of course, we will all watch Smash. Like, we're all there for the Smash competition and depending on which one they want to bring. Like If they bring me Melee, uh, Melee, you know, that's going to just do big. But I'm like, Nintendo, you have enough games to help create esports. And some of the indies, too. A uh, Overcooked esports team? Oh, I will watch that because I want to laugh at all these people getting together, trying to beat the other team. Oh, Corey with. Ret- I know Corey, he would tune in to a Tetris esports team. Four-player, uh, 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 eight-player versus, yeah. I mean, I'ma Tetris 99. Up. Oh, goodness, yes. I'm going to set it Tetris,
2: up. You get li- a, Tetris,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a Tetris 99 esports team, and it, it, it would be some of the most bunkers stuff, but, like, bunkers in a way that is amazing, but you're, like, kind of into it, you know, you are on your knees to toes, uh, I mean, uh, not knees to toes, uh, hands and feet, trying to be like, okay, who's going to win? Who's going to make the four? Who's going to get the Tetris? Yeah. Like, and there's so many yeah. opportunities that's there. And I think, definitely from a Black perspective, we have people who play those games.
2: And if, you know, it really, if a game is, if you can compete in a game, you can, you can make it esports. You can make you know, you can make brackets. You can make tournaments. As long as there's mm-hmm. a, as long as there's a competition factor within the game, anything can be played. And 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 honestly, that's not even true. Like you said, if we're just going to do speed runs, that's in itself is a competition, right? So right. you know, I might not be going against someone necessarily in the game, but you know, I, I you just brought up the uh, the the fact of the night there's a whole lot of things we can do with esports and if we really want to be successful we just have to think outside of the box and start doing new things and that's when honestly the big companies they're not going to do stuff if it doesn't necessarily quote unquote make money to them or make sense sense c e n t s <laughs> like you know but small organizations like myself grassroots organizations we can throw these smaller tournaments and that's how it really picks up steam. So, you know, right. I, I mess around, I mess around and, and, and now we doing an Overcooked 2 tournament and now <laughs> the captain's gone, you know, like, but that's, that's a real possibility. Like, It's like, yeah. people don't know what they, people don't know that they necessarily enjoy until they see it sometimes. So, Oh, there's a Overcooked 2 tournament. Like they intrigued, like people can be intrigued off this and that. So, you know, he, I, I it's fun to think about things like that, but that's a possibility. And it makes yeah, sense.
1: And, and I think a lot of companies are definitely indie companies, but definitely pay attention and stuff. And, and, and it's more just like watch from afar before you jump into and sponsors and DLC yeah. and, and just like watch from afar and watch how people take your, I won't say product, but take your game and play it the way that they love to play that is allowed to them you know definitely with the communication because like think about people think about an esports team uh people who work in the restaurant uh uh industry versus mm-hmm. people who know nothing about the food industry but they advantage. love to play games right and like and 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 just watch them do a four versus four of who could serve the people the best or who could last longer, last long? Now, mm-hmm. the people in the restaurant industry, they may not know how to play games, but you give them some time to practice and everything. They'd be like, oh, that's how you... No, we used to do this at my job. So let me see if that... Oh, that skill works in the game? Okay, let me... Okay, you guys talked about it. And then throw that on just a one-hour, like, Easter presentation. Just be like, mm-hmm. we have the uh food industry versus gaming industry or gamers and stuff mm-hmm. and just see mm-hmm. them literally go at it and be like who, cause people, I think people be like, well, the turn I this is where I place my money on I, I normally just say, my Yoshi coins are going to this team and stuff you <laughs> know, wish. just for yep. fun Yeah, and just watch and see how it goes down and no matter who wins or who loses, it's gonna probably be the funniest thing cause you hear everybody communicate and you just see how people work and stuff and that would be enjoyable to me. I'd be like, man, team, uh, team Red Lobster, they they clown. <laughs> you know, team Grocery Store, they weren't able to do anything, but yeah, they had yeah, yeah. their
2: own and stuff. Like people will be into that, in a sense. Well, they'll they'll be into it because it's relatable. You know, yes. like like oh, they're playing. they I'm I'm a root for them. They're regular people playing the game. Like I'm a regular person play, and I love playing that game too. So it's like. You do something like that, it would actually like work uh, because people like relating to the entertainment they see. So, you know, I, if I love Red Lobster, I'm for sure going for Team Red Lobster. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, beat them. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going for y'all. It, and it's fun because it's like it, it, it kind of speaks to the uh, the the importance of gaming and how gaming can bring all types of people together, you know? All right. And
1: even though we're talking about video games, uh Pokemon tournaments, uh Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments with the card games yeah, and stuff, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's still important because I would because I wanna go to one and just see it from the outside so I can learn. So I can be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is why everybody is hyped. You know, they got the Overwatch tournaments where they're having the things. But I'm like, shoot, I want to see, I want to see like a professional Uno card game straight go (laughs) at it and be like, oh man. Like, Deborah got Tommy, you know, hey, you should have played that wild card because her, but no, you you tried to save it. She hit you with that Mm draw for it. Like, I would love to see something like that
2: it's funny uh it's funny you say that in in the charlotte area where i'm at you know i i didn't know anything about like the the, the board game scene or the, the card scene like it's serious like people like people meet up they play straight board games like and, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. like it's serious it's, you you know what i'm saying like i had no clue about that world so that even interests me but it, it just goes into the like People are gonna find what they enjoy and they're gonna find people to you know to do it with. So, you know, any, games of any form are gonna do that.
1: Yes. Um, well, uh I won't keep you too long. Uh we talked about uh fighting gangs uh in yeah. our thing. Uh can you give me your
2: top five fighting gangs? Top five fighting games? Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go down memory lane and tell you the ones that I for sure played uh had the most time on. Um Street Fighter Alpha. The reason why I played Street Fighter Alpha as much as I did was during that um that th- those years of being in arcade, uh I was getting into it, I was watching the anime, like you you remember the Street Fighter movie? Yes. Love that. So I was uh I think I saw in a magazine or something where it was just talking about how good Street Fighter Alpha was. And I thought I think I almost thought it was like a new Street Fighter. That's I I was just green. I didn't know I didn't know any better. So I went and I got it. And I just because of what I saw in a magazine talking about how great it was, mm-hmm. I that was one of the first ones that I just spent time on because like, I wanted to get good at Street Fighter. And uh, I had played other Street Fighters. So I think Alpha was on and I don't want to get it mixed
1: up. Alpha was on PlayStation.
2: PlayStation 1, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Alpha was on PlayStation 1. And I had played Street Fighter, I think, two a lot on Super Nintendo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Like I remember it. Didn't it? I think it had didn't it have it it War-
1: Yep. Okay. So War Warriors was the eight was the A players. When you got uh you got Turbo Edition, which had all 12 of
2: them. And, and I had, had Turbo. Okay, for sure. that's the one. Yes. I Yes. Yes. So I had already been playing because of that. So uh, Alpha was the first one. Um, and then um, then I got on Tekken. Don't remember what Tekken it was. I cannot remember. Uh, I'm trying to think of just something like I can. I wish I was one of those people that could say, yeah. You know. Jeez. Te- <laughs> uh, geez. I really wish I could say something distinctive that would make me remember. Tekken Tag. Tekken Tag was one that I loved. I nice. loved Tekken Tag. And my characters I would always use Eddie Gordo and then Jen. So I'm a martial artist. I'm a martial artist. So uh, Jen and you know, cosmos, they have my actual style. So like I got you know, my, my 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 traditional martial arts that, that I did, mm-hmm. not my MMA, but like uh, I was a I did traditional uh, Japanese karate uh karate, huh? basically Shotokan. So I, I'm a black belt in in karate. And Jen uh, and I, I've been training since I was uh, like four,
1: three. Excuse me, everybody, I have fallen in love with this man. <laughs> 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 I <It's> just like <sighs> I, love, no, I love. So water, uh, but Jen, is, yeah.
2: I, and and that's my life i i i i love i love what well, was my life was my <laughs> life uh but um so Jen had my our style, so I just love that. I love that about the game. Um, Soul Calibur, I can't remember which one, but it was a Soul Calibur that I loved it, as well. It has to be Soul uh, Calibur
1: Two because Soul Calibur Two was the game. Even so, Edge was like the beginning. Soul Calibur on Genesis was great. Mm-hmm. Soul Calibur Two on GameCube was the game when it came to
2: that. Which series. one? Which one was on Xbox?
1: Uh, Soul Calibur two on Xbox had spawn. Did
2: it have spawn?
1: hahachi oh, was in spawn? was on PlayStation two. hahachi that's okay. the one I had. So you had PlayStation two because GameCube okay. had Link, and everybody loved. Okay. No, Link. I didn't have
2: that. Okay, no, oh, I, didn't, you- I didn't
1: have. It, I didn't have it on GameCube. Oh, no,
2: Chris, you have. I Link. believe it. I believe, oh. it. I believe it. I that's believe why- it. I believe it.
1: Yeah, that's why people are, are trying to get um, Bandai Nelco to like remaster it and put it on Switch and include the Link yeah. one, because a lot of people did not play the GameCube version, and they were just like, right. you need to play this version with Link. You'd be like, oh, wow. And that's how the relationship between Nintendo and uh, Bandai Nelco, how
2: they ended up creating Smash in a set. Wow. The Smash Smash. Wow. Okay, history. That's what I like okay okay yeah no that no That. that's dope that make that that's a that's a that's a dope story um yeah i'm i'm sitting here like you got me really thinking like i what i really just noticed is like how many fighting games i've actually like i'm I, i'm low-key in the fgc longer <laughs> than i thought like but but you know i you know i didn't group myself into that i didn't say i'm part. So i never thought about it but i'm really fighting games has been a big part of my my history now that I'm actually thinking about it. I, did, I me three? did I give you 3? Did I give you 3? It was 4 You gave me 4. You gave me 4. Oh, Mortal Kombat. I was playing I've been playing Mortal Kombat since Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo was my first yes. like system, right? Uh, it like it came with the uh the Donkey Kong Country um <gasps> oh, nice. the, the whole deluxe, right? That was yes. that was my first that was my first memory. I got it. I, I got it. For myself, I didn't get it for myself. I got it um, Christmas, like whatever year that was. So, they, whatever year they had the the special Donkey Kong package, that was mm-hmm. my first system, and I got games. So, uh, for sure, played Mortal Kombat, any of the martial art games. I played like that. Do you do you remember like an old Bruce Lee game? It's like a Bruce Lee game. You did like his story? You might yes, man. I've done. I, I I'm gonna start talking more because I feel good. I feel good. I got, I got I got a little I got a little history. I need to start talking about this more because people people think I just now started this game. So no, I got I I got I got facts. I got facts. So uh, yeah, man. No, so yeah, yeah. I, I think all the traditional titles I've really played because I you know I I played I played um. Tekken and, and, and the latest Tekken and latest Street Fighter. So, but mm. I, I'm, but I haven't done it consistently in years. Is because I literally play whatever I feel like, whenever I feel like it. So, like when people ask me like, "What's your favorite game?" I'm like, uh, I guess the basic stuff. But I really play everything. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think all the traditional and any of the other ones, I, I, I I've been a part of it. I feel good. You, hey, you. This is a good therapy session. Like you made me realize. <laughs> That I can I can talk a little bit in the FGC, so I, I'm gonna I'm go tell my friends that are really in there, that I got a little history that I didn't I uncovered today on on the yeah. interview. <laughs> yeah, because
1: back in the day, I was a big fighting gang. for a lot of people who know that I grew up during during the Atari and Nintendo day in uh, the days. But when it came to fighting games, yes, I played Street Fighter, I played Mortal Kombat. Um, I played Killer Instinct, but I was also playing Mm -hmm. Fatal Furry, um, World Heroes. um, Samurai Showdown was like the game for... Like, when SNK started making their own arcade captains, even though I missed some of of them, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is a whole different world of fighting games. And then Sega got into the ring with Eternal Champions. And I was just like, Sega's
2: making their own fighting game? Okay, that's cool. And then, like, yeah... You, you know, you know something else I, I just thought about, and I realized I've played certain games based off because, like I said, martial arts is my life, so I was mm. I was looking at kung fu movies, I was looking at animes, Ninja Scroll when I wasn't supposed to be looking at Ninja Scroll, oh, I, all those types I, of things. I,
1: I watched huh? Ninja Scroll on public access at the age of eight or nine, or whenever that oh. came up, because uh, and I talked about oh. this, uh. There were some people in another city close to me who rented on Tuesday night's uh, public access space to show anime. There was like an anime wow. club. So they showed Ninja Scroll, and then when I uh, grew a little bit older, I rented Ninja Scroll because I remember seeing it, but it was just yeah. like in better condition and stuff. I'm like, ah, okay, now I
2: see. Yeah, it. You, yeah you saw the real Ninja Scroll. Well,
1: <laughs> it was just... It was still, it was still the original original one that I seen as a kid, but I would just like to actually get the the story story and remember everything. Yeah, I literally yeah. watched it uh when I rented and stuff, and I love Ninja Scroll, just such a that's oh, dope. Well,
2: I'm glad anime. I brought it up. I'm glad I brought it up. Um, but uh, so so I was going to I was going to say, um, I played. King of Fighters because I watched a movie, with, you know, with, I forget what it was, but it was like with Terry Bogart Like that was the first Fatal time Furry. that I was, boom. So 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 so, what wasn't the wasn't the the, the movie called King of Fighters? Am I getting that no, wrong? the movie?
1: No, the movie is called Fatal Fury.
2: Okay, so <laughs> so okay, so I I watched the Fatal Fury movie, yeah, and then played King, King of, of Fighters. Fighters? Okay, yeah. there we go. All right. So so when I watched that movie, I loved that movie. Love Terry. And then and then like my friend, it was really my best friend at the time. I, I gotta give him a shout out, Anthony. Uh he was the person that was dragging me to the arcade side. He was really in the FGC. He probably knew what the FGC was back then. <laughs> so like, but he got me into all that. He was like my anime source and all that, obviously. I'm so um he got me watching and then I played. So I think a lot of the times I was playing just off based off of like Relate relating to the anime that is like was like fighting, and so so it was, I think that was really cool. I think that was cool. That's funny. Yeah, I gotta go talk there. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: so, I, I yeah, know, <laughs> I know one of the biggest ones, uh, is Marvel versus Capcom, too. You know, a lot of people yes, hold please, that, that up and everything, definitely Mortal Kombat, too. But to me, like a low key one that everybody missed was Tatsunoku versus Capcom we
2: yeah I, I, did, and, I, I can say I, did, I know i didn't play that
1: yes and so that one changed the uh the versus games because of the control um you yeah. know you only had three buddies and everything but it was it was one game that like people were wanted begging for them to bring it to America because they couldn't do it because Tatsunoku has all of these anime characters and you had to license each one and they said it was a mm-hmm. nice nightmare but Capcom was able to do it. They was able to figure it out, and that game is so good. I actually got to play the Japanese version um, at like yeah. a day for Buster's, and I was just like, "Ah, uh, now I know the difference between the Weaver, the USA version, and the Japanese version." And I was That's so dope. cool with that. It- it's so good. Um, but then I also played games like Blood, uh, Bloodstorm, and uh, mm-hmm.
2: Primal Rage. And mm-hmm. like some of Primal the, rages, Primal Rage is the John that you were going through the city with the monsters, right? Yep, that was the
1: Atari one. Yep, with the dinosaurs. With, yeah, when fine. digitization was kind of the big thing, uh, you also had games like Balls and Clay Fighter 63 and one third, mm-hmm. uh, 63 and three fourths, even right Clay Fighter. Yeah. yeah. Like, used like, Fighting games were like the big thing. And I think there was a big transition um, in, mm-hmm. in gaming because, at first, for like the Super Nintendo era and everything, it was platformers slash shoot 'em ups. And then mm-hmm. fighting games started getting popular. And then fighting games became everything, was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of moved into open world games. And then, after open world games, it came first person shooters. And everything, so you can see the uh, how certain genres were getting big and everything, and then, yeah, Literally, I think because of Switch, um, role playing games just blew up. Like RPGs, yep. people yep. were yep. getting definitely into, and this is where Square Enix is like, oh, we are the king of RPGs. We can make some money off of this.
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. I, um. Yeah, I, I, I think it's is kind of cool to think about the history. I'm, I'm sitting there like in awe of like you you got you have real like I love being around people that have real knowledge of, <laughs> of, of gaming history. Like, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I could never do. I I can I, 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 I impress myself today by bringing up some of my old my, my, my knowledge is because of you. You inspire me. But I, I love I love hearing um, and learning new things like that. Let's go.
1: Well, Chris, we're gonna bring this uh, conversation to an end, but I do have to ask you: What is your breakfast cereal of choice? Like, what breakfast cereal that you just love to eat, whether it's for breakfast or not? But you just like if you see it, it's in your presence, you can eat it. What is it?
2: Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is horrible for you. It's horrible for <laughs> you. Horrible for your teeth. Horrible for your gum. For your for your for your upper 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 roof in, in your mouth and. It's horrible, but it tastes so good. It tastes so good. So that I try not to buy it because I'm trying to I'm trying to watch my watch my shape. So you know I I, I don't need to buy it because that's one of those cereals that I will literally, if I don't get a bowl, I'm going I'm a, I'm a pour some out. I'm going I'm a get a scoop and, and just pop it, <laughs> smack on it. And my daughters, you know, they they they'll do the same thing. We'll we'll tear a box up you know, a fresh <laughs> box. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. And that, and now I'm in trouble Now I got to go back to the store, you know? So, uh, Captain Crutch is usually, uh, what does it for me?
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, go ahead and plug, uh, plug where people can find the black gamer league. And if anything else you want to plug, you can go ahead.
2: Bet um, uh, all, all of our, all of our, uh, socials are black gamer league. Um, Spell blk gamer league. After that, uh, twitch, uh, twitch.tv/slash the full black gamer league. A little confusing, but our, all we all of our links are together, so we'll we'll make sure everyone gets it. Um, we are uh this this week actually we will be starting our first um our first of our monthly. Uh, FGC, all this FGC talk perfectly goes <laughs> into what I'm going to say. We we yeah. <laughs> Black Gamer League is doing uh, an Overdrive. It's called Overdrive League um, and it's going to host um, Smash Brothers, uh, Street Fighter, and then soon Street Fighter 6, um, and Tekken. Uh, obviously Tekken 7 and then we'll transition to the games, but we're going to do, that's going to be monthly. So the Overdrive League is a monthly Tournament series by the Black Gamer League. Um, so if you are into Smash, Tekken, or Street Fighter, join us and you know, get those victories, get those wins. We want to see it.
1: All right. Chris, thank you once again for joining thank me you. on this movie one. Uh, I I literally had a blast. I learned a lot about you. I didn't know you were just too martial arts. Okay. It, it, we, uh, before we leave, I have to address: yeah. Where did you get the shirt at?
2: Oh, black. Oh no, this is this is our merch. I, yeah, I'm a, I, so what we're going to do. We're actually bringing we're bringing our merch back and, and 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 amping it up. So so when we drop the link, our merch is going to be back. Um, and hopefully everyone everyone can get 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 it and and help us grow. Yeah, so, yeah. I was just I was just like, hashtag, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag black gl. This how, matter of fact, this how it's spelled on 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 majority everything. Black gamer league, E-L-K and and then everything. Yeah,
1: because I was just like, okay, I I I need to order my shirt. I need to order my hoodie. I I need to I need to be ready.
2: (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) Well, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on one v one. Bye, everybody.
0: 1v1 The Creator Interview Series is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC and part of the Boss Rush Podcast supplemental podcast. This show is hosted by Celeste Roberts. You can also hear interviews from other Boss Rush Media members on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Fairycrypt. To get updates on the latest episodes, follow the Boss Rush Podcast, Boss Rush Media and boss rush network on all major social media platforms or subscribe to the boss rush podcast feed in your favorite podcast application join the boss rush network discord and facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans thanks for listening and we'll see you next time